Friends and neighbors, welcome back to Last Minute Politics, and we have a two for we have a back to back Beatrice going on this month, and I'm kind of excited about that. I am Pepper Coyote, and uh, though I've already introduced you, say hello, Beatrice. Hello, I am Beatrice Poundwell. Back to back, that's my favorite way to be. Yeah, consistency. One solid month because we release every other week. One solid month of Poundwell. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the best. I like a nice. How are things going oh. for you generally? It's Memorial Day weekend when we're recording this. It's uh, Sunday afternoon. Generally, things are quite good. Uh, so, yeah, Sunday afternoon. It's kind of rainy here where I am, which I like. I like a little moisture, uh, so that's nice. We are finally getting into the true Arizona summer over here where it's just actually hot. Like, it's just under 100 every day at the moment, and pretty soon it'll be just over 100 every day. And then it'll soon become never under 100 for <laughs> a month, a couple of months, and you're like, oh, ha, ha. No, I mean, like, at, at 2, 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning, it is 100 degrees outside <laughs> and pitch black, and it's very weird but kind of nice in a strange way. Not if you had to like be running, I'm sure, but, but without with the sun removed, 100 degrees is far friendlier. Yeah, but yes, what I've always heard is that it's no problem at all because because of the humidity. It it's nice, it's pleasant. That's that's what I've always heard. Yeah, it's <clears throat> you get this like it feels like you're while standing still, just the air itself is as if it is made of freshly removed like dry laundry. Where it feels you're being pressed that on all sides by nice. a towel. That, that sounds unpleasant. <laughs> I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I have a um a, a a spare thought that was running through my mind because like AI art, and we're not. That's not even really like a topic we're going to go into today. But I've been thinking about visual art, like AI assisted or developed, <laughs> or entirely AI produced visuals. So. For a long time, it, like, it's hard to put into words if, like, I'm a musician, and if you ask me about types of music I don't like, my chief complaint will be things that are, like, overproduced. Like, what does the word overproduced mean? And if you're not, like, an avid music listener or an audio professional who's, like, gets real deep in, like, oh, the, the minutia of... Like, most people listen to songs, they just listen to a song, and then they move on. Like, how I observe art. Like, I, I know a little bit about... Like, I can look at a painting and kind of begin to appreciate it, but not, like, at the same level. So, I think that AI art, visual art, might be starting... To, might help people aesthetically understand what dissonance I experience when listening to overly produced, overly perfect <laughs> uh, audio. Because you'll look at AI visual art, and... You'll be like, what are you talking about, Pepper? Too perfect. It's people with, like, not enough fingers in their mouths all look weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But aside from the details, it's always this, like, freaking perfect bah, shading and, ah, like, it looks, like, overly polished where you go, is this fake? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you know what I'm talking about? 
You've seen AI art, you know how it looks in some ways comically awful because certain major details are just wrong. Like they're like they just can't do like lips. They always yeah. look weird. <laughs> yeah. But the parts of it that look correct look like too correct. <laughs> exactly. It looks like it was made by a robot, which it was. So I guess that makes sense. <laughs> That's how it feels to me when you have every single note has been melodyned into absolute super duper perfection. Every single, the entire drum set has been chopped up where every single hit is its own slice and we move them around to be absolutely metrically perfect, which is harder than just doing it with freaking MIDI, which is what you want anyway. It's like, like so much precision. <laughs> it, it's like the difference between Dude Ranch and Enema of the State. <laughs> Right? Blink-182, Blink right? <laughs> have you listened to Limp Biscuit's newest album? <laughs> <laughs> I have. No, I have and not. It's, oh, it's all right. <laughs> it's The opening track I actually kind of like a lot. <laughs> really? Okay, okay. I'm intrigued. I'm trying to... I'm trying to get back to my butt, my not butt rock. That's like new metal. To my like new metal roots of music. That's <laughs> that's your roots, <laughs> new metal. Okay. Yeah, well, like kind of. Because think about it. When we were young, it's like when I was when I was young, but still like able to be forming opinions. Like not literally five years old. It was like early two thousands. Sure. I was ten in two thousand and one. So like when new metal was hitting, I was in junior high. Yeah. <laughs> and it was I was perfect for me. I was the exact key demographic. Even though, like, System of a Down was really coming out in the late 90s anyway. Gosh darn, when I eventually found System of a Down, that was my, like, first favorite band. The first really? time I, like, had the... I heard a band that my... It's not something my parents showed me or, like, my, my uncle or what. It was just I saw a fucking ad for, like, new album, Hypnotize, Mesmerize by System of a Down, coming out April... Whatever. And you, I, that was the first time ever. I was like, parents, we must attend a record store. Do you know what <laughs> that... Where can I buy this? Do you know what that is for me? <laughs> It's Smash. Uh, what was your first? Smash favorite? Mouth Ultra or Smash Mouth Astro Lounge? Astro Lounge. Astro Lounge. That's what yeah, it is. Astro Lounge. Yeah, <laughs> that was like my first. Like so this hit is my. Rewind just in time now. Everybody. Everybody, we're gonna do it again. That the uh, way that you want. So like people love to is that on that fucking album. People, yes, that is. I think that might be the opening <laughs> track. People love to talk Good. shit on Smash when Mouth. When the morning comes. But like that's like pop. Like pop rock gold, like that is gold standard. That's good songwriting. Their use of organ uh, and like like synths, uh, it's not literally uh, an organ yeah. at that point. Is like like a weird like neo fifth like it's like B fifty two z in a weird way. Like it's strange to think of yes. B fifty twos and Smash Mouth and <clears throat> and any of the same conversation. But yeah, it's like it's like Beach Boys and B fifty twos had a baby, kind of. When they covered I'm a Believer, I'm like, that is exactly, like, it. Yes. That's perfect for this band. <laughs> That's, like... Exactly. They're the That's future... whole vibe. They're the future version of, like, uh, I don't know, British invasion-y, <laughs> like, yeah. early rock. Well, like, the, the Monkees. Yeah. The Monkees is, like, America trying to do British invasion. And that's kind of what Smash Mouth is. Yeah, I, I could write a, a paper like drawing a line from the monkeys to Smash Mouth, at least in terms of like style <laughs> and writing. Oh, and I would be happy to be the only person to read that paper. You're, no, I was going to have, you're like the, when the, okay, this is apparently is also a, a documentary now in my mind, but it like cuts to like, it cuts to you and it has your title, it has your name and it says Smash Mouth Expert or Smash Mouth Historian. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> 
I will be a Smash Mouth historian. We consulted. I'd be happy to do that. Noted Smash, Smash Mouth, Mouth consultant. <laughs> I had a friend in Boston, and they went to the the. They saw a Smash Mouth in concert, and it was just like a, it, ended up, it was a f- situation where it was a free concert because of some like event or day or holiday. And they're like, we're here, uh-huh. we're here early, meeting up with all the other mouthers. <laughs> oh God! No, no, I don't want to ever be a mouther. Be a smasher? I guess that's better. <laughs> a smasher. Oh, that's slightly better. That's one percent better. What's up, my fellow mouth heads? <laughs> okay. Let me do one of mine, because I have like a million of them, and I'm, there's not a ton of time to spend on them each, but I'm jumping into one of these. Okay. The same preface I always do. Like, as I'm saying this, it's going to sound like I'm doing a defense, like that, the, that like the negative space is supposed to be occupied by, oh, Pepper thinks that XY politician is like a good person, <laughs> and that is not what, I'm, <laughs> that's not what I'm going for. These are just things that are uh, true, things that happened, reports that were made that I don't fucking hear anybody talking about, so I feel I feel compelled to talk about them. Like most people, if you ask them, hey, did you hear that this? They were like, what? what are you talking about? I don't know. Are you a conspiracy theorist? So anyway, uh, the Durham <laughs> report. Have Did you hear anything about this? Like if I say, the, if I walked up to you on the street, Beatrice, and said, oh, what do you think about the Durham report? Like, do you know, did you hear about that? Or not until I started sending links? Yes, not until you started sending links, but I'll put the caveat that I've been much, much less informed about everything in general since I got off Twitter. <laughs> so I know very little stuff that's going on. And, and I'm happy with that. <laughs> so the Durham report, uh, I'm, I'm reading headlines here. This is from The Hill. Durham report, the FBI is as bad as you feared, maybe worse. And I am reading from an opinion piece, but it, like summarizes the thing going on because most of the other stuff is just like nothing or like one paragraph. So a report came out and it's kind of said, it's just like end of, like you don't. Special counsel John Durham has finally released his report looking at the origins of the Trump-Russian, uh, the Trump-Russian collusion hoax. <laughs> He's using stronger language than even I would be. If you believe there was or is a, quote, deep state of bureaucrats, Washington insiders, and power brokers who operate outside the law and do pretty much whatever they want, in this case, you were right. (laughs) Chalk up one for the conspiracy theorists. That's just what he says. So you did say say this is from the opinion section. This is opinion. editorial. Yeah, there's going to be a little more flowery language. Sure. For how long have we been told that the reason that, like, I don't think Trump is a good guy. I do not understand the like the, the obsession with trying to prove how he's like a special and distinct separate kind of bad guy. Like they keep they try to paint it that somehow Trump is a unique evil force who is like invading and going to spread like a parasite through American democracy and destroy our system of government, which already sucks to begin with. Trump is the exact same kind of asshole that every other politician we have is. For many, many years, we've been hearing about how what the reason, the thing that makes Trump a distinct special kind of evil is that he's controlled by the Russian government, right? Like that's a statement that if I walked out and just like, yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Like that was, that's the narrative that's been presented for like since 2016, since before 2016. And it turns out to be bullshit. (laughs) 
Say what you're gonna yeah, say. Yeah, I don't know if I would agree that I don't know if I would agree that that's the one thing that solely makes him a special kind of asshole. It's a thing. I'm just <laughs> but, I'm trying to reach but for like yes, it's because what about sorry. him otherwise? That's one of the things thrown out there. Was like, well, you see, he's actually a Russian puppet, and that's why he does all yes. this, the things he does. <laughs> yes, I think he's um, he. Uh, I think I agree with all of the things you said. He's like equally shitty as all of the other politicians, Republican or otherwise. He's just mentally less equipped or maybe perhaps more equipped to be, uh, you know, more brazenly fucked up. But no, con- that's a tangent. Continue with your thing. <laughs> I've talked several times about how uh, we there's there, it's impossible for the, 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 the single party with two colors that controls the American government, or really that is like the stand-in for the people who actually control the American government. Um, I've brought up several times about how, like, they can't talk about real stuff because then you have to have the conversation. Like, you can't talk about housing or, like, Medicare for all, which we're going to talk about later. Like, you can't talk about things that actually benefit normal Americans. So they're stuck with, in this case, like, the Russia narrative because they can't attack Trump for the other things he's done that are – for the stuff that I would be attacking Trump for uh, that he's done wrong because those are the same acts – that have been carried out by the Democratic politicians. <laughs> like, you can't go after, oh, Trump and his weird family who got all these benefits because their dad was the president, they got all these jobs they weren't qualified for, and it's like, yes, I agree. Jared Kushner should not be the fucking head of anything. He's just like some guy. He d- doesn't really have any qualifications. But that you must at the same time go, okay, Hunter Biden <laughs> got a bunch of jobs that he probably shouldn't have gotten because he had no qualifications for because his dad's the president or at the time vice president. Like, it's just the same shit, the same pattern repeating. And the fact that we single one of these guys out is like the special evil that we must now all unite to defeat. It just feeds into the whole lesser evilism shit. Like, it completely is compatible. Like, this style of nonsense is entirely compatible with how politics in America have gone for a long time. And the boogeyman this time is Russia which also sets us up to be more accepting of military conflict with Russia, because we've been told how Russia is secretly puppeteering the worst fucker of all time who got into the presidency, <laughs> and he's taken over, and we got to fight. Like, it becomes like a fucking comic book, and it helps with, like, we. that's how you end up with people saying, we should just assassinate the head of the Russian state. And it's like, even if he is everything you think he is, that is so not a fucking option. Imagine if Russia just killed Biden. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, we yeah. just move on. We just elect a new president and then he, a better president comes in. That's what always happens, right? When you assassinate heads of no. state. <laughs> like, what no, the that's fuck? not typically a good idea for a peaceful transition, no. So the people need to know about the, the fact that this guy, Durham, who is not some like anti-system warrior secret Marxist who broke into the, like he is part of the machine. He investigated the FBI and was like, yeah, they made this all up. <laughs> like this is, this is basically bullshit that then people were calling in favors to, but oh, I'm going to cut myself off before I go on a rant. Cause I'm going to start talking about the fucking Hunter Biden shit. And that makes me sound like, uh, Fox News <laughs> because they're the only people who talk about it. All right. Sure. So Russiagate was all nonsense and I don't know if I'm allowed to say that because it is it like labels me as a bad person. Well, here's the thing. The Durham <laughs> report uh, their Durham is going to appear in court uh, June 20th. Closed door session with the House Intelligence Committee and he'll testify publicly. <laughs> Never going to fucking hear about so it. So <laughs> hopefully things will come out. Things will be on the record then June 20th. 
Doesn't it make more sense how, like, I'm going down to this article again. Recall that the Mueller report, Mueller? Mueller, from special counsel Robert Mueller, remember remember that guy, uh, looked into whether there were Russian government efforts to interfere with the 2016 presidential election, including if there were any coordinated efforts with members of the Trump campaign. Mueller found no such evidence. And people were really mad. They're like, what do you mean? He obviously colluded with Russia. And it's like, well, no, though. But he didn't. That didn't actually. (laughs) That didn't happen. Like, Yeah. Seems like a very important political narrative for the last almost decade. And then, oh, surprise, that's all just nonsense. Uh, you don't have to blame Russia for why people would vote for Trump. People just didn't like Hillary that much. <laughs> like, that's just what fucking happened. So so I'm reading from an AP piece. I, I Googled Durham report and clicked on the first non-opinion article. I'll post it here. <laughs> uh, I'll post it here. Um... But the, this just said, uh, Durham's report concluded that the FBI acted too hastily without sufficient justification to launch a full investigation in 2016. But many of the errors that it identified were also flagged in an earlier 2019 report by the Justice Department's Inspector General. So the allegations he's talking about are specifically ones made back in 2016. So this is like the P-tape stuff. <laughs> I wanted the P tape to be real. That would have been fucking funny. Yeah. <laughs> like I would have loved yes. if the P tape was real. The steel dossier you're talking about, and the steel <laughs> dossier also just—it's all fake. Like it was just yes. made up as a campaign shit. <laughs> yeah, Which that, that was is disappointing. October surprise bullshit. Yeah. I wish there was, but at the same time, you have the Hunter Biden laptop story getting suppressed and like called lies. But oh, that's Russia. It's a secret Russian plant. That laptop. No, it isn't. It's his fucking laptop. And he was a cokehead and he left his laptop somewhere. The same way he fucking had a gun and put it in a gar- fucking garbage can. And then the Secret Service had to run around and find the gun. And like, for the record, the Durham report is all about stuff from 2016 or before. So any allegations of Trump being involved with Russia after 2016 <laughs> may be bullshit. Are still up. But they're we'll find but they out. are not <laughs> but they are not accounted for in the Durham report. They're not accounted for in the Durham report. So in theory it is still technically possible that Vladimir Putin flew in or did a call and Convinced all these Americans to vote, <laughs> convinced a whole lot of Latinos in 2020 to vote I, for President I, Trump. <laughs> I don't know if it's I don't know if it's possible, but it's not part of the Durham report. It is not. I know that explicitly dealt with in this report. To know, that's right. So tell me about DeSantis burning books while I Google uh, a, f- a funny AI-generated image of Ron DeSantis in a Publix. A fun... <laughs> what, is this just something off the top of your head that you thought would be fun to Google? Or do you know for a fact that you're going to find something of interest here? I, I, know. I've, I saw these pictures before, and I think you'll find them funny. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. You, you weren't like, let's the first thing I can think of to no, Google. It's, it's just... <laughs> okay. Well, set it up. What's I... happening with Ron and Florida and books? So Ron DeSantis announced his presidential run on Twitter. Um I uh, just posted, I think I just posted the article, or I tried to. Uh, he announced his 
the article I'm reading is from The Guardian. Yes. Uh, Ron DeSantis announced his run for president on Twitter. So Ron DeSantis is going to run for president. Uh, and he... He chose Twitter as his resource to launch it. I haven't been on Twitter. So, <laughs> so Pepper, tell me about Twitter Spaces. This is like a live chat that you can do. Yeah, Spaces have been around for a bit. And I actually think they're neutral to positive, like as far as like Twitter things are. Because it does. Now you're sure. just in a room. It essentially opens like a Discord channel. Someone hosts gotcha. it, and the person hosting it does. Uh, they get a. It, it's like a combo of a, a Discord channel and a Zoom. Because uh, if you're the host, you can mute. <laughs> you decide who gets to talk. You can mute people. You can go. Okay, you're the one talking now. You're like. Gotcha. And then everyone well, else it, is allowed to just sit I, and listen. I guess it didn't work super good for DeSantis's uh, announcement. Um, <laughs> it, cra- it it crashed. I think too many people were trying to watch it. Uh, Twitter is definitely I, less stable <laughs> currently than yeah. it was a year ago. But it was just kind of funny to hear him talk about how you know he's going to bring back like order and like bring back uh, you know efficiency in government uh, while. You know, his announcement was not working at all on uh, what kind of Twitter is like the beacon of like free market now. Right. With with one rich (laughs) asshole just taking it over. (laughs) Right. I have now posted Ron DeSantis in the public if you want to see these. (laughs) These are pretty decent AI images, too. Like they're good enough that like some of the comments are like, when did this happen? And it's like, no, this didn't happen. <laughs> His proportions are off. Like Ron DeSantis is either very large or very small. And some of these are like, okay, compared to that box of Wheaties, he's enormous. <laughs> my computer's being super slow and it's not letting me see. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I know. It's great. <laughs> it's very funny. Oh, poor Ron. He's just sitting on the floor of a grocery store and screaming. <laughs> it's like he's having a hissy fit. Like he's a little toddler and he needs he needs his uh, his pacifier. So putting another article in the chat. So yeah, with these book bannings happening. So Ron DeSantis uh, has like passed laws uh, to eliminate what he thinks are pornographic materials from elementary schools, uh, materials that talk about uh, se- sexuality basically in any way. Uh, the article that I put in here is his official uh, his official statement on it, and I just kind of wanted to read the beginning. Because it's kind of mind-blowing to me that somebody could read this and not immediately know they're being propagandized to. Uh, Today, the governor, Ron DeSantis, further set the record straight, debunking the mainstream media, unions, and leftist activists' hopes of empty library bookshelves and political theater, pretending the Florida schools cannot teach about topics like African-American history, including topics like slavery. Uh, another interesting thing in this article. So he's blaming uh, unions and leftist activists for posting pictures of empty bookshelves. We are uh, both confused by the unions one. Like, what is what do they mean? Yeah, he's <laughs> specific, the I guess he's blaming teachers unions. Teacher union? I get. But like Florida barely has. All right. And he just says the mainstream media, unions, and leftist leftist activists. Like they're the three. They're the same thing. Those three things. All bundled together, apparently. Um, so this guy's running for president. 
just keep that in mind. Uh, so there's a section here, myth and facts. So they're setting you straight. So here's the myth. Florida is banning children's books about Hank Aaron and Roberto Clemente. And here's the fact. <laughs> books found by parents in Florida schools. Gender queer, flamer, this book is gay, and let's talk about it. A book that contains graphic depictions of how to masturbate for males and females. So missing from that fact is any denial that they're banning Hank Aaron and Roberto Clemente. <laughs> <laughs> Children are growing up not knowing about Roberto Clemente. And as a Pittsburgh person, that offends me. Okay, so in the chat you're saying Obama took books out of libraries too? No, this is like an unrelated side. Not unrelated. It's still talking about the last thing. Because gotcha. they're like, oh, when this happens, then they're really going to bring the actual charges against Trump. Like, remember, like they just had that sexual assault case where he For was found sure. guilty. And yeah. once again, that does not stop him from running to be president. And yeah. the only shit they could actually take him down on is shit that Obama has already done or Bush yes. did or Clinton did. Or You're right. Yes. That's a point that's made over and over again. It needs to be, for sure. But DeSantis, the guy who was never going to beat Trump in the Republican primary. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I hope that you're right. I hope that you're right. Um, he would be much more efficient because he like he's part of the deal like that. And I think that's eventually why he's, he's gonna like lose because people like Trump because of the persona of being an outsider, so and DeSantis problem, is just solidly in the middle of it. The problem <laughs> is that it's gonna be one of these two huge pieces of fucking shit. It's gonna be one of three huge pieces of fucking shit. Like if only gonna, Bernie would like run as a third party or like all these people who supposedly give a shit would like offer some kind of other option, but uh, it won't happen. How easy would it be to beat these fucks if anyone gets up there and actually talks about real shit? Feeding, housing, clothing, education, travel, like the things that people actually care about, they would win tomorrow. Trump wins because he talks about that like 1% of the time and he yeah. doesn't do it. Like he's not bringing some utopia, but he at least like fucking acknowledges it. He, and that makes he, people like him. Like He talks in like practical terms that, you know, he talks practically about the problems people have instead of talking about them philosophically and political terms that, you know, are necessary for the job. But but yeah, he he gets to the heart of the issue and that resonates with people. Uh, so this other article that I shared. So, yeah. Basically, what's happening is some schools are being made to send all of their books to the state government so the go state government can check them, <laughs> uh, saying, you know, <laughs> we're just going to we're just going to take the porno out. You know, <laughs> we're just all, you know, all that porno in your children's library. We're just taking that out. Don't worry. All the good. You don't books. know about <laughs> you don't remember the graphic sex scenes of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> I remember. I remember hearing like parents and everybody bitching about no Bibles in school. And I remember there being like one, like six of them in our library and being like, what the fuck? Like they're in our library and everybody's always. And also I remember people talking about, oh, they don't say the Pledge of Allegiance in school anymore. And I'm like, wait, what fucking school? <laughs> I'm like, I want to move to that school. They always do, and it's a huge fucking awful, yeah. Jehovah's Witnesses, you can thank for making that a big fight back in the fucking 30s. <laughs> Good, they didn't yeah. want, they were against it. They wouldn't stand for the pledge, that's the thing. Jehovah's Witnesses don't stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. That's good. Cool. 
and neither do you. I had a couple Middle Eastern students who were like, I'm not standing. I'm like, I, I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I'm Iraqi. It's like, yeah, that's fine. It's <laughs> you, kind of you, fucked you up that you have to pledge your allegiance to the nations <laughs> every morning. <laughs> It's some stuff we stuck in in World War II because we were trying to like, oh, the Russians are doing propaganda. We got to get really, we better fucking show them how it's done over here. <laughs> so from this independent article, Brian Covey, a parent and substitute teacher at Mandarin Middle School in Florida, filmed a video in a bid to show the consequences of Florida's new curriculum transparency law. Uh, it's a video in which there's like no books in their schools, which is a scary thing to see. It's a school library with just full empty shelves and is weirdly spooky. <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, Mr. Covey, Brian Covey was fired days after Mr. DeSantis uh, directly condemned the video as a fake narrative. The video that, you know, is a factual video of something that actually exists in the real world uh, a fake narrative and he divined that any bo books have been removed from school shelves despite evidence from teachers and li librarians across florida not just as one guy that they have so what's happening is some schools they got to ship all their books out and they'll get them all back right after they take all the pornography out uh so this guy's running for this guy's running for president Pepper, you say we don't have to worry about him. It's going to be all Trump. I ho hope that you're right. When I say not not having to worry about people, it's it's because like when people bring up the point of the, the the candidate who won every presidential election for the last few years was did not vote. That should mean something. It shows you that like the general American populace, like definitely more than half of American working class people, just do not care, and it's not because they're jaded and like intentionally they just see how it doesn't actually matter <laughs> who you vote for the thing gets pushed through regardless all the shit that i that i was threatened of you have to vote for joe biden or else one two three four these bad things are all going to happen all these bullet points they're all happening now under yeah. biden we were supposed to vote for biden to keep our abortion rights and he couldn't even do that shit like that's the most popular issue it's like 75 percent of americans think that roe v wade should stay in place and nope sorry can't happen just like 90 percent of americans thought we should have uh, a free and open internet surprise that shit's gone too like it does yeah. not matter what we think because the only way we are permitted to express ourselves politically are within this fully captured system it's like we keep being told oh you don't like how things are well simply walk into the casino and see if you win like the house always <laughs> fucking wins and we all know that like no one's fooled by slot machines anymore they all we all logically know and people have fucking got oh i get it so even if we run a candidate who says they're gonna do all the, like they're just gonna fuck them over at the end so we don't even get the chance to vote for him like bernie sanders was not a revolutionary he was going for some little bitty reforms and nope the entire private corporation that is the democratic party literally their their private corporation people know this like it's not they, they don't have to do anything they make up their own rules. They could, like they used to, go in a back room, say, this is the guy, and say, here's your guy. Oh, you didn't vote for him? Fuck you. Who are you going to vote for, Trump? <laughs> like, they could just do that. <laughs> and that's what they have done to us every year I've been alive, and I'm not yeah. that old. <laughs> yeah. I think they don't have to worry about it because eh, Trump, Biden, they're going to probably get the same owning class horseshit done regardless. Like, just today... Fucking the most progressive president in history, Joe Biden, is negotiating away nothing. He's, like, cutting social services to deal with this debt crisis shit where, like, it's a fake non-problem that they have to invent as an excuse to cut our social services to get us to accept austerity. 
I don't even, I'm not a fucking constitutional scholar, but apparently the 14th Amendment, and if you read the text of the 14th Amendment, pretty explicitly says that a de- the debt ceiling is fake. Let me see if I can just quickly whip up 14th Amendment. Where is it? What's it say? Validity of the public debt of the United States shall not be questioned. <laughs> like, basically it says, a debt ceiling is not a thing you can do. Like, that's the, it's very direct, the text the, of the 14th Amendment. The in validity that, of the, read it again, the validity of... Clause four of the 14th Amendment states that, quote, validity of the public debt of the United States, and then it says a few more words that they cut out, shall not be questioned. But, like, it's that direct. It's, like, one of the the most direct statements in the pretty (laughs) constitutional amendments. And, I don't know. So it seems like Biden went, oh, you want us to cut social spending in order to make a deal against a thing that can't happen and is fake? Sure. I would love to cut... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> spending towards social services. He's been talking about cutting Medicare and Medicaid since the seventies. Like we all seen the tape. I'm, I'm real. I'm talking about cutting Medicare, and Medicaid. Like I have the cadence of him saying that burned in my fucking head. I've heard it so many times and we're all like fucking Pikachu shocked face. What? He's cutting Medicare and Medicaid. It's really food stamps. He cut emergency food stamps for people who would be getting 200 ish, two to $300 each are now getting like 20, so there's just starving people now, like more of them, and we're all supposed to pretend that the, he's like a lesser evil. Pepper, have you ever worked ah. at a grocery store and had to check people out with food stamps? And it's like depressing <laughs> It on is purpose. annoying. <laughs> well, it's like they make it suck for everybody. Like, does it have to suck this much? Why can't you just give them like a card to scan? And then you have to send them back because, oh, you got the oats with fruit in it and you're too fucking poor for fruit. So get out of here, you fucking. It's awful. You, like, got, you got prepared food, you piece of shit. Exactly right. You, you can't buy a sandwich. You, you got to buy all those ingredients separately and then go home to your go home to your not. You don't have a kitchen. Okay, have fun. Good it's, luck cooking the stuff we let you buy. It's so depressing. You see somebody come in with food stamps, and some of them know the fucking drill, and they're like, okay, here's yeah. my dry food. Here's my. Some of them know the drill, but it's always so depressing because you're like, I'm going to have to grill these people. I'm going to have. I'm going to have to send them back because that yogurt has fruit in it and <laughs> it's going to suck. So somebody posted the, uh, not somebody, in our chat. Hey, by the way, if you're listening to this, become a Patreon. A Patreon. Become a Patreon. For only $1 a month, you can be in this recording session right now, listening to everything we're saying that gets edited out, uh, seeing the links, goofing with us in the chat. Lorcan uh, helped us out with, he just posted the text I'm talking about, like, the validity, this is the 14th Amendment, The v- part of, it's long, the validity of the public debt of the United States authorized by law, including debts incurred for payment of pensions and bounty. Oh, wow, there you go. It's very specific. Including payment uh, of pensions and bounties for service in suppressing insurrection or rebellion shall mm-hmm. not be questioned. But neither the United States nor any state shall assume or pay any debt or obligation incurred in the aid or insurrection of rebellion against the United States or any claim for the loss of or emancipation of any slave. But you can tell what uh, century this is written in. Uh, but all such debts, obligations, and claims shall be held illegal and void. So, like, the, the debt ceiling is n- n- false. <laughs> it's... It's being used as cover, as an excuse as to why it's okay for the most progressive president in history to just give away our public treasure to fucking assholes just because. (laughs) Oh, McCarthy! What? (laughs) You're fighting no one, right? (laughs) 
Oh, what they what if they go to the Supreme Court? Yeah, they'll look at the 14th Amendment, point at that one sentence, go, all right, you be the Supreme Court that says that we have to like implode as a country. Do it. Have fun. Well, <laughs> if anybody was going to. They're fucking it'd, gonna. It'd be the one we have now. But yeah, you're right. They're not gonna. All right, let me talk about Bernie Sanders because it's pretty quick. Bernie Sanders reaches a renews push. The timing, wow, it's the perfect time. He renews his push for Medicare for all to end totally broken healthcare system. And most of this article is talking about how our healthcare system sucks, and we all obviously agree with that. But what the? F- why now? Why do you wait until the Democrats have not even the ghost of power to make this shit happen before then you get to have it be a campaign issue? Also, conveniently, right at the midterms are done now. Bernie has already endorsed Biden. What leverage is he going to do? Biden has said he would veto Medicare for all. That's why I'm like I'm like I'm unstacking my logic here, uh, my sequence <laughs> of complaints. So if you were gonna try to force Biden, a, per, a president who has said explicitly multiple times that if Medicare for all somehow by some weird miracle act of God and the Power Rangers passed the Senate and House, that he would veto it. So your first step is you have to get the the president to uh, not say that to maybe support it instead. And what what other leverage could you have as a former most popular political uh, presidential candidate than to say? Uh, Joe, I will not endorse your candidacy until you say that you wouldn't veto Medicare for all, like bare bones, the lowest, not even support. Just, I wouldn't veto it. No strategy is being employed. These fuckers all went to like Harvard and Yale. They have degrees in political science and strategy and shit. And they're saying that, oh yeah, this is the best we got. We're earnestly trying to get through Medicare for all. We're not just using it as a fucking political football to try and trick children to try and trick young people who think that they're Democrats uh, to vote for the same guy who has taken away your health care, taken away your abortion rights. Do you remember like when Obama was president, uh, the onion would always have these great articles about Joe Biden, like washing his trans am in the, like in front of the white house. (laughs) And like, he like wouldn't, wouldn't be wearing a shirt on. And he was like the drunk dad. (laughs) (laughs) I I miss. Yeah. I love thinking of Joe Biden like like that. <laughs> and I'm thinking like cuz you're like all Bernie Sanders has to do is convince Joe Biden to change his position that he's had his whole life. I'm like and then I'm thinking of like that Joe Biden like Uncle Joe and I'm like just challenge him to like ski ball or something. And I'm so now I'm imagining a scene Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden playing ski ball to see if America gets Medicare for all. And Joe Biden how- once did angrily ag- like aggressively uh challenge somebody at a town hall meeting to a push-up contest oh really <laughs> see yeah, that's was- the joe that's the like uncle joe like fuck you get let's give me 20 right now it's like it's like i can chug more miller lights than you let's go buddy like that's the that's the version of joe biden i like to imagine and that's the virgin that's the version that me and my fellow Zoomers are going to be voting for in we're whatever the fuck. 
I only post the article because I, I know there's people hearing me say these things like, Pepper just makes shit up. <laughs> it's like <laughs> the headline, Time Magazine, Joe Biden challenges Iowa man to a push-up contest during heated exchange. <laughs> like, and that was in 2019. So it is 76-year-old Joe Biden. <laughs> I would take him. Well, how old was the guy he challenged? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Probably like 56. <laughs> He's a little younger, but not I very young. I would take him on, dude. I'm not even good at push-ups, and I'd be like, a push-up contest with the president, the 80-year-old president? I'm in. Better bring me to an ice cream eating contest. (laughs) Joe Joe will be all right with that. That's how we should decide president. Like an apple pie eating contest. Like in the town square. It'll be during during the summer carnival. (laughs) You know? That's how we decide the president. All right. Oh, I forgot because the guy who we challenged the push-up contest was bringing up his son and uh, <laughs> bringing up Hunter Biden shit, and he's like, "You're a he's a damn liar!" And it's all come out that uh, when when that shit was initially coming out, and they're like, "Oh, this is probably a Russian hoax," because you saw the uh, articles like twenty X like CIA agents all say that this Biden uh, laptop thing is nonsense made up by the Russians, and it looks like all these other Russian things. Well, it turns out Biden personally asked all of those people to make to like hint that <laughs> oh maybe so like he knew it's a thing because he has a son who was a crackhead which sad i'm not making fun of him for this shit like he should get treatment but he's sure. he's the I'd son like of the president out, it's hard to feel bad for him go ahead i'd like to point out some people do crack and are good at their jobs <laughs> mostly cooks <laughs> <laughs> I could do crack and sit on an oil board in a foreign country while knowing nothing about any of it and receiving a check for millions of dollars. I could do that. I feel like I could nail that gig. Used car salesmen. They excel when they're doing crack. (laughs) Actually, that might be... That's the performance-enhancing drugs of car sales. Yo, is that guy on crack? You gotta test him. It's like, like, this fucking car is so good, you gotta buy it. He sold five Toyotas this day. He's got to be on the on the stuff. <laughs> exactly. Follow up and conclusion. I don't know to the the Bud Light story we've kind of sort of talked about. Uh, you know the culture war, the thing we have to fight about because we can never fight about anything real. We have to keep people convinced that like the gays are coming or the gays are not coming, and that's a problem. Better give them some pills so they can come. <laughs> Bud Light maker. Stripped of LGBTQ plus rating for caving to Dylan Mulvaney backlash. And the thing I care about in the story is that there is an LGBTQ rating. Did I get to vote? Do I get to, can I take away someone's certification? (laughs) The nation's largest LGBTQ advocacy group is taking action against Anne How. <laughs> when I see Anheuser-Busch written out, it looks like Anheuser, which I think it actually is. That's probably how you're actually supposed to say it because it's German. We are, it's not an American company, everybody. It wasn't before. It's owned by Belgian people. Um, it's handling its of, of conservative backlash to transgender influencer Dylan Mulvaney, accusing multinational beer company of caving to political pressure. So there is, I'm trying to dig out the number of this group. Oh, the Human Rights Campaign. And the human rights campaign apparently is out there like certifying whether or not you're a good gay company, like whether or not your company is gay enough or nice (laughs) enough to the gays. And like you hear me talk all the time about how this is just corporate nonsense, how corporations use like they do Pride Month rainbow shit, not even for gays. They do it so other just the general citizenry who think who are like progressive minded will 
will go, oh, that's the progressive beer. I'll buy that. Well, yeah, like, they don't how, even do. That's how business works. You want to appeal to the largest number of people. And if you can appeal to different numbers, different segments of people at the same time, that's gangbusters. If you can somehow appeal to opposite people at the same time, like Coca-Cola, everybody loves Coca-Cola, it's in the fucking commercial, then you're doing great. Bud Light, you know, went for that and, you know, they fumbled it. I was shocked that the whole backlash, I thought they like put, you know, trans people on every single can of beer that they ever sold. <laughs> I know. But it was literally they just sent one to one person. I do think Dylan Mulvaney is obnoxious. I've now seen their face and they're just like, they're like every other like TikTok influence. I know give nothing me money sponsor about type. them at all. I know nothing about them at all, except they got a free can of beer and people got really, really mad about it. <laughs> like picture in your head, a person who gets paid to <clears throat> do ads on like TikTok and Instagram and shit. And there you sure. go. That's Dylan Mulvaney. Sure. <laughs> exactly like every other one who does. Fine. Yeah. Like An annoying swap TikTok Kim Kardashian yeah. for, <laughs> for just a different, a slightly different shaped face. Yeah. Like it is done entirely cynically because it's, it's advertising and it's, I'm not even like out here trying to say, Oh, all advert Like the problem with the world is advertising. <laughs> the problem here that this exposes is that there's any kind of like, I don't know, brand loyalty or that there's any kind of hope for collaboration with corporations. Cause well, what is this other than explicit collaboration with corporations? I guess for the goal, like do they think that if you get enough companies to be nice to gay people, that is how like liberation happens. That's how suddenly we get rights. Cause so, none of this being nice to gay people shit has anything to do with pay or like time sure. off or working conditions it's only like oh we hired our new cdo of diversity and yeah. they get this much and look at their office it's very nice like <laughs> so brands yeah brands don't have actual opinions they don't have ideology the bud light logo doesn't have any thoughts or feelings except Buy more Bud Light. That's the only thing it's thinking. And Which people buy because it's the cheapest. That's why people fucking buy it. I don't, I don't know yeah. anyone who's like, I love Bud Light. No, it's on sale. That's why I buy it. Uh, they like it. I think, so I like Bud Light because it's plain like nothing. Like it's plain. It's like, it's plain beer. And I usually like the plain version of stuff. Like I like white bread. I like vanilla ice cream. I like Bud Light. You know, I'm not complicated. <laughs> We're watching these same companies who want these brownie points who fucking prop up shit like the human rights whatever to like give them an A plus on like, oh, you didn't literally bring a homosexual into the middle of the work floor and kill them in front of everyone. Like, hooray, you get an A, 100% <laughs> score. Like, they are, they will yank that shit. This dumb symbolic nonsense gets yanked back at the tiniest bit of pushback. You have Target who's like, we're going to take all our gay shit away. And I'm like, good. <laughs> I don't like you using me to fucking advertise. That's appropriate to me. It'd be as if Walmart had like the Martin Luther King collection they were putting out. It would seem gross and weird. Well, they're taking. <laughs> like, oh, it's February. But they're taking it out because their employees have been threatened with violence. <laughs> 
unwinnable fights. These are argument. Yeah. The culture war things are always things where there is no solution possible. Like, yeah. how do you, po- if you're a person at home who thinks that this is actually harmful, you're like, what, there's rainbows on these cans? These freaking homos are ruining America. I'm going to go to Target and get in a fist fight with an employee. Like, that <laughs> obviously does nothing for their cause. It doesn't further the de-homophicate. Well, actually, maybe it does because it got Target to fucking take some actions. But, like, it's all just people fighting over nothing. It's a poor person who then went and fought another poor person over shit that neither of them have any kind of control over because the real right. problem is, like, you can't pay your fucking bills. Like, the Target, <laughs> employee that you're gonna go punch isn't you know they're they're a piece of shit like you you know and just some random fucker working at target you probably work across the street at the other target (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) like you guys have no influence and the fact that this giant corporation is selling shirts with rainbows it's not doing what you think it's doing so just don't buy the shirt you don't want is the good solution It's like selling a Raiders jersey. Like it has that level of depth. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I hate the Raiders. Okay. Don't buy that fucking jersey then. (laughs) And, and don't think as a gay that you going and buying rainbow shit from Target or Walmart is somehow like doing anything. It's, I'm fighting for my freedom. Truly the liberation (laughs) movement will be advanced by me purchasing this rainbow shirt. Yeah. Uh, it makes me sad because like I freaking I want to like I want to stick rainbow flag in front of my house like it's the thing that I, but I wish I could be it's now so associated with like corporate sponsorships or ta- like cities who will do their like phony baloney oh we painted the the crosswalk rainbow and then the second that the month of June ends they fucking power wash that shit right back up that's it's why, so performative that's why I feel you like don't I'm want endorsing to put- it that's why you don't want to put a pride flag in front of your house is because brands do it. It's not because you're feel- afraid that there's like bigots that'll murder you or burn your flag. In in Arizona, no. I in fact I I I frequently have flown and continue to fly Good. the fucking full on rainbow. It's Good. rainbow trans wedge. I don't know what the official name of that wedge <laughs> is, but you know what I mean when I say yes. it. And yes. then the black power fist all on the same flag. Excellent. Like, Excellent. Good. Good. I'm glad to I'm hear it. Well- well, later I'll be flying the USSR flag and we'll see how people feel about the red banner. Uh, <laughs> I yes. feel like I'm more likely to get attacked for that one. Keep me posted. <laughs> Keep me posted. <laughs> Motherfuckers are out here putting borderline Nazi flags on their houses and nobody f- gives a shit. I should be able to fly the red banner without fear or shame. I've <laughs> like, I've seen people with Proud Boys bumper stickers. Everyone's allowed to put like 41 words or whatever, like 3% both like super Heidi seeky. Like we all know what it is, man. We know what the yeah. black sun is. Yes. It's not an underground symbol. Yeah. You're, you're a fucking Nazi. We, we know. We and, get it, man. And you never use your turn signal. So I double hate you. <laughs> I should be able to put a fucking hammer sickle on my bumper sticker and everyone has to deal with that. As long as you use your turn signal, whatever. Yes. Put any fucking sticker, my- any stupid ass sticker you want on your car. My turn signals, they don't work on my car because they're both signal left. (laughs) (laughs) One's a hammer, one's a... That'd be actually kind of cute, actually, just doing both. It's my two turn signals. That would be great. Are we representing industry or agriculture on this turn? (laughs) (laughs) All right, I am out of actual things to talk about. I've had a good time. I've been a little informal. Hopefully it's been entertaining for all of you. This has been wonderful. It's been a pleasure. Um, Happy Memorial Day. Uh, Memorial Day is tomorrow. So let's remember 
dead people. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. Specifically, uh, all of the members of the armed service who are regular-ass, working-class grunts who may or may not have been, like, deceived into doing it in exchange for free college and health care. That's what we were talking about last night. We had a pool party, and I ended up talking to several. Because I I know a bunch of random... Like, the surprising number of furries are either military veterans or active service members. They're almost all uh, airplane engineers. For some reason. That's where they all get stuck. It's like, I got to go to South Korea for three years to fix airplanes. And then I got to go to England to fix airplanes. <laughs> and then I'm coming back home to fix airplanes. I know a guy... But we that, had a lot of conversations. I know a guy that got deployed to Iraq, came back bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess he was, was probably with, he was probably bisexual when he left. But was it like just all the hot guys with beards? He's just like, mm, all right. I, I think, I you think know, so. that eyeliner looks fucking good. I'm, do, I'm I, doing this. You, yeah, exposed all those shirtless soldiers. You're, I mean, come on. <laughs> you're gonna figure shit out. If there's shit to figure out, you're gonna figure it out. Oh, I'm thinking of when I talk about eyeliner, I'm, I'm referring to uh, like if you're a very if you're a traditional Muslim, especially living in areas where it's more common, you you put on eyeliner. It's called a kohl, K-O-H-L, kohl. I don't know how you fucking pronounce it. Yeah. But if you ever see like Afghani dudes, like a picture of them, they have like very striking defined eyes because they have fucking eyeliner on it. It looks a little badass. <laughs> eyeliner All of your expressions badass. are ten times as big with eyeliner on. Like glare at someone with eyeliner. Oh, it's, Eyeliner's it's badass. Adds that much. If Billy Joe Armstrong from Green Day can do it, it's badass. I just don't. It hurts your eye. You have to basically put it like inside your freaking eyelid. And I, ugh, I did a couple times for stage and it's uncomfortable to apply. Yeah. Makeup is not fun. That's why I only do it on special occasions. Okay. With, a, with, with no further ado or nonsense to discuss, this has been Last Minute Politics. I am Pepper Coyote. And I'm Beatrice Poundwell. I love you all very much. Thank you very much for hanging out. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.